Welcome to Long Distance Listening, a music podcast. Welcome to Long Distance Listening. I'm Andrew. And I'm Nate. Today we'll be talking about Soccer Mommy's latest album, Sometimes Forever. Uh, this came out pretty recently, but if you haven't had a chance yet to listen to the album, we always suggest that. So go ahead, pause the episode here, go check out that episode, not the episode, Andrew, what are you doing? Go check out the record and then come back to this episode uh, and we will be talking through the whole record. We'll be talking about just Soccer Mommy in general and... Uh, and going through some of our favorite parts of this album, any any thoughts and everything we have about this. So, um, basically, if you haven't like, checked out. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say. Basically, sometimes we'll be talking about the new record on the episode, but forever on the new episode, we'll be talking about Soccer Mommy. That's basically <laughs> what you're trying to say. That's exactly. That's exactly right. it. And also, I'll throw out a quick plug. This is our. Uh, second Soccer Mommy episode we're recording. So we already talked about Soccer Mommy. In case you want to know, you know, I love this record, but what are their thoughts on color theory? Soccer Mommy's uh, album from 2020. Well, just go back. Just go find that podcast. Listen click, to click, it. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. It might be more. I don't know how many episodes we've done. You might need click, 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 click. But, you know, four clicks. It's not that bad. You'll find it. You'll find it. But, but yeah, this is fun. We have been doing the podcast for a while, but we don't often double up um, on artists. So it's always fun because... I don't know. Maybe it just like shows that time has progressed, like that we've actually been doing this thing for a little bit. That like that's true. Artists thought about that. Like artists that like it's not like Soccer Mommy was our first record by any means. Like we had been doing the podcast for a while by the time uh, Soccer Mommy even came out, and now she's releasing another album um, or released. And so um, I don't know. It's fun. It's fun doubling up and talking about the same artists another time. Maybe. The artist improves. Maybe the artist takes a step back. Maybe it's just you know more the same, and uh, and we're here for all of it. So, um, so Nate, I usually come to you as the man who presents most of these albums, and yep. stuff is kind of this like you usually reach out and show me artists I haven't heard before um, or hadn't taken time to listen to before. Um, but because this is our second soccer mommy time, that might have been true the first time, but it's no longer true. <laughs> no. So I don't want to ask you the whole, like, how did you find out about soccer mommy, all that fun stuff, because I think we already did that a few years back. So what I would like to focus on is actually the build up to this album. So obviously yeah. we knew Color Theory. Um, so just walk me through when you heard that this album was coming out. Maybe if you heard any of the singles that were coming out and some of those thoughts, and then just lead us right into some of your thoughts for the album, maybe at a, at a broad, uh, broad stroke. Yeah, sure. So, uh, what's funny is I had the basically exact same experience, uh, with this record as I did with the last two soccer mommy albums. Um, so obviously you mentioned color theory and then before that we have clean and with clean, I think the track, the first track I heard was your dog. 
Um, yeah. That was one of the singles. And then with Color Theory, it was Circle the Dream. Mm-hmm. And for Sometimes Forever, it was Shotgun. And the reason why I'm saying it's the same is because every time she releases that single, first single for the record, or at least first single I've heard, I've gone, oh my goodness, this is like such an incredible song. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I know we can like be hyperbolic a lot in terms yeah. of describing how much we love things. I think yeah. that's a very common thing for <laughs> yep. millennials to do and probably... Especially millennials a lot of, with a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'd be selling ourselves short if we didn't act like we didn't oversell everything. Yeah. Um, and so I admit it could, it could sound like I'm just saying it, mm-hmm. but literally... Her first single always floors me, and I'm like, wow. And so with the past two records, um, I really liked the singles. Mm-hmm. I get into the album, and I like the album, but I don't like the album as much as the singles overall. There might, yep. I'm, not, I'm not saying there's not songs that weren't singles that I didn't love. There definitely sure. were, but I would just say from... The totality, the record didn't hold up comparatively to the singles. However, I would say it's progressively, it progressively got better. So Color Theory, I definitely liked better than Clean, even though I liked Clean. And so my, I basically anticipated the exact same thing to happen. Yeah. Because when I heard Shotgun, I was like, this is one of my top songs of the year like at mm-hmm. the point i was probably like top five and who yeah. knows maybe it's still up up there yeah. but i was like this is one of my top songs of the year and she just like knocked it out of the freaking park mm-hmm. is the album gonna hold up and yeah. so basically um that's kind of just to like introduce like this record for me that's kind of the context and that's a backstory i i wasn't expecting the record to be as good as the singles i was expecting mm-hmm. to like the record a lot but mm-hmm. not love the record and so yeah. that's kind of my context what yeah. i don't you don't need to necessarily give your version of context but sure. i guess what was kind of your lead up for the album yeah. well so in 2020 obviously color theory came out that was my first real exposure so i had to go backwards uh with soccer mommy but color theory was the first album of hers that i listened to um and circle the dream was the first song i heard that's the song you sent me like hey i think we should do this album and it ended up if people listen to our end of the year episodes for that year it was my favorite song of 2020 um which was a really good year for music um in my opinion like i really liked my top 10 list that year i felt like there were some really strong albums that did come out even amidst the pandemic and so for that song to be my favorite song of that year speaks a lot about that song obviously but soccer mommy in general um going into this album i feel like i was hoping that every song was that type of a banger but expecting it to kind of not hit as well i don't know why i was more pessimistic about this album Mm -hmm. um i think color theory 
to me felt like it was lightning in a bottle. Like when I was listening to it, it really felt like it was like, like I love that album. And it felt like the style that she was going for. And I don't know, just everything. It was like, man, this is such a good album, but hard to repeat, maybe. Yeah. Um, so Shotgun was the first song that I heard as well. I think that was the first single, so it makes sense that. that I think so. First. I just wasn't a hundred percent sure, so I didn't want to. It's at least the first song that I heard, um, but I was listening just off my phone, nothing crazy, and I really liked it. But I didn't like it as much as Circle the Drain, mm-hmm. and right away it actually made me more pessimistic than I probably <laughs> wanted to be because yeah. I was already like, okay, Circle the Drain best song of 2020 maybe she could pull one of those songs out again but shotgun for me wasn't as strong as circle the dream and so right away i'm like man if she can't even copy it like this is kind of what i was expecting like that it would be lower so um yeah well if if you don't mind if you don't mind me adding to what you're saying too obviously i'm not speaking into your Experience, but I'm yeah. wondering too, because stylistically the songs are relatively similar. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a huge like style shift. It's yeah. like an easy comparable. I would yeah. say like if she went in like a different direction, it's like oh yeah. I don't love it as much as Circle of the Drain, but yeah. it's a new direction. It's a new style. Sure. The fact that the styles are pretty similar yeah. makes the songs comparable. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. That's really good. Um, and I'll jump in a little bit then, I guess, to to this album. So I think I heard two singles. And I'm going to try to figure out what the... So the, the second single was Unholy Affection, it, yeah. I believe. So yep. I'm trying to figure out what the third single was, though. Was Bones released before? I don't know. I I, I'm having a hard time remembering. I, I can't actually the, remember. Well, you talk. Sure I'll try and do some research. Single. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm not even sure I heard a third single. I remember only hearing two songs um, before. And I actually, I think I liked Unholy Affliction a little bit more. Um, oh, wow. Which I can't say it's actually true now that I liked it. Like, uh-huh. You know what? Okay. No. So, so I, have, no. I have the... I, I have the answer for you real quick, yes. though. Shotgun, Unholy Affection, Bones, you were right, and then New Demo. So there was four singles. Actually. It's funny. I mentioned New Demo real quick. You could, If you go back and turn up the podcast really <laughs> loud, I say it very, like, unsure. I was like, New Demo? Um, but, uh, wow, I was, like, you were shockingly spot on, right for once. Yeah. Um, but... I will say I did like Unholy Affliction more, and I think here's what I liked more about it. And I don't know if I think it's a better song, but I'll just give my experience. So that song sounds like a Nine Inch Nail song, uh-huh. right? Like, not copycat, but pretty close. It's like if Soccer Mommy was doing a Nine Inch Nail song. Yeah. Um, and I think I liked how weird it was, and I liked how different it was from anything in color theory. And I think it actually probably gave me a little bit more hope that the album wasn't just going to try to recreate color theory, but at least she was going to go for something, whether it hit or not, maybe. Yeah. Um, And I will say it's probably one of the most unique and impressive tracks on the album as far as just a departure from her normal style, yet it somehow 
working really well. Um, like I do yeah. love that track. So I don't know if I like it more than Shotgun. That's that's interesting. But I think as a single, I probably got more yeah, out of it. Or, or it, it sounds like in terms of helping you get into the album, it was more yeah. of a catalyst and like yep. more exciting for you. Yep. Um, do you want to talk overall? Like, I feel like we should jump into, let's get some thoughts on this album. Uh, yeah, I'm just decide, I'm deciding, I, I don't know which way I want to go. Like, do yeah. we talk about, uh, like our thoughts on the album as a whole or do let's we save do that it. for the let's end? Just, we just go into it. Let's just do it. I feel like we're going to be tiptoeing around it and it's not yeah. going to make for good listening. So let's just rip the okay. bandaid off. Let's rip it off. What do you let's, think? Let's show our cards. Yeah. Uh, full house. I got. Uh, what's it. the? Uh, what's the? <laughs> uh, there's a there's a movie. I think it might be Semi Pro or something, or maybe uh, Anchorman. It's a Will Ferrell movie mm-hmm. uh, where he's like, "Show your cards, show them," <laughs> and uh, it's much funnier when Will Ferrell does it. I forget the most context, things. That was really funny. Um, so, anyways, I'm showing my cards. We have, I think, for me at least, the best Soccer Mommy album. Yeah, personally. Yeah. I think exact the pattern has continued where yeah. the overall I don't think I like the record as much as Shotgun the single. Yeah. But I I think it's like a lot closer than yeah. the other two records were to their singles and it's she continues to improve for me. Yeah. I think usually with Soccer Mommy I'm like okay, I don't love the record but I love these five songs. Yeah. With this album, I'm like, hey, I don't love the whole record, but I love most of the record. Yeah. And so that's like a huge step up for me. I think yep. the only complaints I have at the moment is the middle section of the album with yep. new demo, really. To be honest, mm-hmm. it's really just new demo. Yeah. Uh, if I'm honest. And then still is like fine. Yeah. But. I think what's tough for me is so even though I I do I'm with you I like Unholy Affliction a lot it's really mm-hmm. weird it's really like uh, out there then Shotgun comes in it's like very upbeat very normal mm-hmm. but then New Demo and Darkness Forever are both mm-hmm. slower tracks and yep. so you kind of have like out you of have a low. four yeah right there in the middle you have four tracks with one kind of upbeat track and three lower yeah. now again that's fine. But yeah. for this type of album, I'm like really loving the more up pace style, yep. and I and do she does love pick some it up of, after that and back. Yes, back, like exactly. She could have kind of gone in every other or changed it up to have a little bit more up and, and it's, down. It's more the quality than mm. it is uh, the style yeah. because for me, like new demo is. It's yes, it's slower, but it, it's just not. It doesn't hit. Whereas, like for instance, like "Fire in the Driveway," yeah. that's a slower song, that hits so well. "Darkness yeah. Forever," that's a slower song, but it's weird as anything, and so yeah. it's like, okay, I can dig this, yeah. and so that's really my main. Honestly, it's like my only outside of the closer not being like something oh. I really love. Yeah. It's really my only obstacle in yep. terms of falling head over heels for the record. Because I think she writes consistently good song after yes. consistently good song on yep. the album for me. Yep. Yep. No, it's interesting. I I had one thought about the track listing. I, 
I have a track that I wish was the closing track. Um, oh, I yeah, I like when you do this. I you, you do this a lot more than me. Where I I, I, I feel like it's not a good thing. <laughs> well, it might not be, it might not yeah. be personally helpful for you because you end up talking yourself into liking the album less. But for mm. me, it's it's you you create some interesting conversations. I think okay. so. Before you do that, I want to. You want to guess? Well, uh, I will say that the other thought now that you mention it is I feel like new demo is in an 11 song album it's a track 9 yeah pretty pretty normally like that should fit at track 9 cuz it's not the strongest so it's a little early there um yeah i don't i don't know what your last I don't know what your last song would be. Hit me up. What do you? Th- so what, I don't know conceptually if this works um, from lyrics and what she's yeah. trying to do, but I think "Darkness Forever." Um, it has a long outro, long instrumental outro. It's a little dark, a little creepy. Yep. But I don't know. Listen to it and think of it as the closing track. Um, I feel like it works really well in that space. Um, yeah. Well, because it's, it's kind of that more epic, interesting ending where she yeah. probably still is a great closing track, but it's probably one of the safest songs on the album. Well, um, and you know what I think it is. So I noticed this because in prepping for um, this episode, I listened to the album a lot on repeat yeah. recently, and I noticed. And Andrew, you're way better at music than understanding music principles and everything than I am. Um, and I am putting you on the spot to like okay. explain this connection I've made, um, which is not <laughs> nice of me to do, but still connects with bones. Yeah. Musically. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it is, Let me but quick listen, keep stalling. If, yeah. If you're to listen to still and then go right into bones, the, it's so similar. The I think it's the not same just key. okay. Maybe it's the key. It's yeah, definitely the it, same key. It's it, it also feels like yeah. the temperament for, is pretty similar. At least to start bones. There's and if you start still and you start bones, yeah. Um, still feels like it is a slower strum pattern doing the same thing it's both yeah. kind of this like clean electric or clean acoustic like yeah no you're right they're connected i had not thought about it that way and so for me my problem mm-hmm. with still is less of its placement i actually thought that was kind of cool and more yeah. just i just don't really love the song especially when you already have bones where it's like I don't really need a slower, mm-hmm. l- slightly less interesting version of Bones to be the closer. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm with you where it's like I'd much rather have some. It's less that I would switch the songs and it's more I would probably like eliminate still from the track listing yeah. and change. But yeah. again, we're being like it's honestly it's not nice probably no, to be doing what, what we're doing. I don't like doing it because it feels like. Like, I don't know, track listing is something I think you and me both care so much about. And so we think about it more than your average listener. But I will say most artists care about it 
probably even more than we do. Oh, of course. Especially for their own record. Yeah, So, So most artists have thought through it and, like, this is the presentation of the album. This is what they want you to do. And it's kind of rude to second guess it because it's probably just a... I don't know. It's a personal thing. And so when I throw that out, it's not really saying, like, they're doing it wrong. It's just my personal what I want to get out of it would be different. I think it's art criticism in general, though, where it's like it's like because there's no objectivity tied to the criticism. It's like and the fact that art itself is like value valuable in the sense that like this person made it and it's theirs and they're sharing it with everybody as it is like as an expression of who they are like criticizing it on any level is kind of like messed up and yet at the same time it's like it's okay to have an opinion about something and so i think when we share our thoughts on a record at all let alone track listing i don't think we're trying to say the artist was wrong in doing it the way they did it i think we're trying to say we personally yeah. Only us, and I guess for me, only myself when I speak, and for you, only yourself, would have enjoyed it better if it was different. And that's not yeah. being, uh, I mean, it is being critical, but it's more of a, this is a taste thing, not a value, yeah. like, they did it wrong yep. type thing. Yep. I will throw this in real quick. I was listening to the latest Spirit Box album. Mm-hmm. Um, which was kind of my first, like, oh, Spirit Box. I, I'll listen to them. And my first takeaway, I remember a friend of mine who told me about them was like, hey, let me know your thoughts. And I was like, I love the album. I was like, there's just kind of this weird thing where they keep doing three and three, where it's like three hard songs, three soft songs, three hard songs, three soft <laughs> songs. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of want them to spread it out a little bit more because it's yeah. weird just like, Bang, 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 chill, chill, chill. Bang, bang, yeah. bang. Like, it, that that felt weird to me. But I was like, but every song individually is great. And, like, I kind of get what they're going for as far as grouping those songs together. Just not my favorite thing. Well, then I was listening to an interview with Spirit Box. And they were like, like, they just got named, like, Best Metal Album of the Year. It was, like, a huge time for them. And the interviewer was like, so, like, have you heard any criticism criticism about this album? Because, like, seems like everyone loves it. And the band, especially Courtney, the lead singer, was like, everyone seems to hate the track listing. <laughs> She's like, and everyone keeps, like, any comment I read is like, they should have thought about the track listing. And she's like, we thought about the track listing for months. We yeah. were, like, back and forth on how to do it. And she's like, we felt really confident that we chose, like, the right track listing. And now to know that, like, that's, like, a pretty common thing that everyone dislikes. She's like, we just don't know if we know how to track list. <laughs> so it was, like, a total joke. But it was really funny because it's just, like, maybe that's things that, like, Again, it's so personal to people, and maybe there are certain things. Like, maybe Spearbox did get it wrong, and that's why everyone was, like, saying, like, hey, it's bad. Or maybe Spearbox has a different natural tendency of how an album should be track-listed, and we can respect that as part of their artistic nature. And I'm I'm wanting to lean that direction. Like, I don't think there's a right or wrong. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Anytime we criticize it... I always want it to be pretty clear, like, personal opinion, 
if I was this band, which I'm not, I can't write songs as good as Soccer Mommy <laughs> does. So. Um, yeah. So yeah. That and that's the thing too. You get people who, when it, whenever you criticize something, it's like, well, who are you to criticize? You not as good as it. It's yeah. like. Yeah. It's true. I mean, yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I mean, we don't have to be uh, an artist to have an opinion. No. So no. we have a podcast. What it is. We can yeah. have an opinion. Yeah. And <laughs> you right. don't need to listen. <laughs> you probably don't want to. If you think this no. is trash, which you most likely do, that's totally okay. Probably. Feel free to yeah. not listen. <laughs> uh, and in terms of what we don't think is trash, that is Soccer Mommy's album, Sometimes yes. Forever. It is yes. wonderful. So Thank you for segueing back. I, oh, no problem. I quick want to give my overall impressions and then yeah. we can jump into stuff and I'll go pretty fast. Um, so um, Circle the Drain, I think there's now some nostalgia. I know it's only two years old, but there's some nostalgia that I still feel like that's my personal favorite Soccer Mommy song. Just period. Uh, or exclamation point, whatever you want. Um, question mark. So, not as much of a question mark. <laughs> maybe a little bit. Semi semicolon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever is like pretty sure, but not a hundred percent. We're getting into. I'm just naming I'm like, I different punctuation I, I, I know, marks. but I don't actually know if we're getting close. M dash. Yes. I right, hashtag. So I don't know that there's any song that reaches that level, in my opinion. But I would say, let's call um, Circle the Drain a 10 out of 10. I would say the average of the rest of the songs on the last album were a 5 or a 6 for me. Like, the median of everything else. I think this album's median for me is 7 or 8. It just feels like... In general, the songs are stronger. There's even more interesting things happening on this album than the last one. The last one did have some interesting songs, though, too. I don't want to act like she's only getting experimental with stuff now. But, like, um, every track sounds really different. But I feel like she just really knows her style really well. And so now it really feels like she knows the style. She's not trying to pioneer the style or, like, convince us of her style. She's like, you know who Soccer Mommy is, but you haven't heard this from Soccer Mommy yet. And, like, she's adding some interesting flares to it because she's kind of settled into, like, her style even more. So, Oh, yeah. And I think what basically my my – thoughts building off exactly what you're saying is on this record it's like every song is i in terms of her knowing herself every Mm -hmm. song is either a wicked catchy Mm -hmm. b wicked experimental Mm -hmm. or c a combination of both yeah and so like for instance, I think um, like following eyes would be like a great example of the combination mm. of both. Those yeah. verses are like mad weird, and then she just breaks out into like this like beautiful catchy indie rock chorus, mm-hmm. um, and so 
I think she's knows her style and she's perfecting it. You know what I mean? She's like yep. just continuing. And that's the whole comment about circle the drain and, and uh, shotgun where yeah. it's like, she's, she's not necessarily making drastically new types of music. Mm-hmm. She's diving deeper and getting better at what she currently does. Yes. Um, and so I love that when artists do that, I obviously love it when artists mix it up too, but yep. You're able to not just get a bunch of pretty good records in different styles. Mm-hmm. You're able to just get better and better and better records in that style that they're kind of um, diving into. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think to, let's uh, highlight, um, let's talk about like s- some vocals. I think yeah. her melodies are crazy. Yeah. Um, my favorite, I mean, I have a lot of favorite melodies. Mm-hmm. I'd say, like, one of my favorites is uh, Feel It All the Time. Her mm-hmm. her voice is just so sweet and soft. Yeah. And um, She's just consistently on this album able to produce catchy melody after catchy melody after catchy melody um, yep. without the song sounding the same at all. Um, yep. have you, do you have any like specific thoughts on vocals? Um, I really like the production even on the vocals. They do mm. a really good job of like letting her voice... I don't know. Like soccer mommy always feels like it's produced as if it's banned, even though it's really her. And so totally. some of the filters that they add on her voice, like it's not overly overpowering, but like, I don't know. You can hear the restraint in her voice pretty often. Just like she has such a good voice yet. She's willing to do songs that she's kind of mumbling feels strong, but like really low kind of singing just very low and whether they're adding distortion on her voice a little bit whether it's just extra reverb to get some of that shimmer because like that's one of the soccer mommy things is just at times there's just crazy reverb and uh and these really bright sounding uh moments um her voice has a weird mix of like she almost in in range and also style goes from like billy eilish lows to like phoebe bridger's highs um yeah a little bit and she's honestly a crazy good vocalist and then she's also like writing these songs and a really good guitarist like um i mean obviously very very talented um i think feel it all the time is probably my favorite vocal i really like her vocals on with you I think yeah it's really unique um, definitely and then obviously unholy affliction is probably the weirdest but just that song might be the weirdest song on the album yeah um and even though new demo is probably not my favorite like her voice is really good in it like i don't think her voice ever has a bad moment and new demo is not a bad song it just feels easy compared to the others i don't know Yeah, for me for me it's the melodies lacking it's neither Uh, it's neither like so weird like unholy affliction like I don't know what's going on melodically. Yeah. Like, I have no idea what's happening. It's just yeah. like, why is she doing what she's doing? This is so weird, so interesting. And then you have a song like Shotgun where it's like, okay, this is just like 
early 2000s, like wicked catchy, just like so obvious what she's doing. But then on New Demo, it's like she's just kind of in this like soft in between and not melodically like it's not catchy, nor is it weird. It's just there for me. Yeah. And yeah. so that that's kind of musically, it, it's kind of the same thing, I would say, where it's yeah. it's not weird. It's not mm-hmm. really catchy or bright or interesting. Yeah. It's just it's so soft that it's just not stylistically soft. I just mean its impact is so soft. That it's just like there. Um, but yeah, I, you were talking about production. I think it's just an easy thing to talk about. Uh, don't really have to spend much time talking about it and not out of a sense of, Oh, they're not doing much with the production. It's just so good. And so top notch where it's like, I don't know what to say. It's just incredible. Like her production's always been good and it's the same. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't know if you want to add anything. It's just really good. (laughs) Not really. I know. Like we're probably just, I don't know, spoiled a bit with this, but I mean, I will just say like in general, her production's really good here. I feel like the production as with a lot of albums that try weird stuff more often and like really change it up, the production kind of pulls all the pieces together. Yeah. Um, And I think that's what you need. Like if you're a band who sounds the same always, then you almost need your production to set those songs apart. But if the songs are already not disjointed, but just like really out there, like each track that probably shouldn't work together, which I think this album, like there aren't two songs that sound the same. Uh, Like every song really feels very different now. No, but actually I'm saying that, but I guess still and bones are are probably, well, yeah, that's fine. But like, but um, overall you're right. They're merging the catchy and the weird and making it all work. Yep. Yeah. Um, I love that. I don't want to take too, too much longer here. I want to make sure we stay in good time. So I do want to talk just a second because I feel like, um, I don't know, there's the thing happening. Um, Just the album cover. Um, It's so different than Color Theory, but there's this interesting, like, if you look at the, like, pattern of that, like, pink-purple pattern that has like some similar vibe or feel to to color theory i don't know what it is that feels somewhat similar of that timing it just feels very 90s to me um Mm. they're so different in the color palette but i don't know i like i really like that album cover and I don't know. Just her style in general, like, really evokes that time period to me, like late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like her album covers. I would say Color Theory probably exudes that even more than Sometimes Forever. But like, I really love these album covers. And yeah. I'm just pointing those two. I'm not even looking at Clean right now, but. Yeah, I think yeah, I think the album cover is great. I love yeah. the brightness. The I'm assuming, for those who don't know, I'm slightly, sort of, definitely colorblind. That's <laughs> yeah. pink, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, re- I like the pink and the white. Um, yep. 
and just how light it is. Because her past two album covers, Clean was like brown, I think, and very dark. And even though um, the last record, the album cover was really sick and it was very like clean. No, sorry. I don't want to use that word twice, but it was very like crisp, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still kind of dark. And so this is her first like more bright bright record cover of the of the last three um before we close out i just want to quickly talk i mean we still have to do favorite song and stuff but just for sure the overall instrumentals and i don't my guess is you don't have much to talk about with the lyrics unless you do i don't have much to talk about the lyrics and it's yeah uh, there's a ton there yeah i just don't think we had enough time to really dive deep. I think one thing I will say, just overall lyrically, yeah. is that um, her lyrics feel like this really cool combination of I know exactly what she's saying and I have no idea what the hell she's saying, yeah. which is always a good thing with artists. Yep. When you she's connect not with like, it. She's not oh, yeah. overly poetic or like, crazy in the word choices like you listen and you're like i know that word i know that word like you know all the words she's using but and like you can tell she's creating pictures and like it doesn't feel like it's super deep in in like the sense of if you're listening passively you're like oh i probably just need to listen a little bit more and catch the lyrics but the more you listen and you realize you still don't really know what she's talking about too much you're like oh I do actually need dedicated time sitting with these lyrics to try to figure out what she's saying. Yeah. And then instrumentally, um, I would just say, obviously, like, love the experimental weird stuff. Uh, My favorite part of the record are the, like, really catchy guitar riffs she'll have. So I think, like, a really simple good example of this is on Don't Ask Me when it's like end of the chorus I mean it's a really quick chorus so it's like chorus and then as the chorus is kind of she's done with the lyrics and it keeps going just like super bright super catchy driving um, like really aggressive but also very light at the same time I think it's uh, brilliant and she does a lot of really great stuff with the guitar Yep, I will mention for the instrumentals too and this is almost Specifically, just unholy affliction. Um, the drums are crazy in that song. Yeah, the timing, everything, but also the drumming feels like it's at a completely different timing than her vocals are. Like mm. they feel like they're written separately and even recorded separately, and then thrown on top of each other. And like, yeah, here we go. This is fun. Um, but like, it's so disjointed and weird that like. I can't imagine them being written together. Um, But I'm assuming that whoever her drummer is, it's the same drummer. But I will say, like, her normal, what she requires from the drummer normally is nowhere close to Unholy Affliction. Like, it sounds like a completely different style of drumming. Um, And just the rhythm in general in that song is insane. Um, So that's a to me that's a standout on the album even though it's kind of one song not that the drums aren't good throughout but 
That's well, yeah, I mean, I think with with your like standard, I don't want to say standard. That sounds like a slight, but with indie rock and that like mm-hmm. early two thousands, like you said, late nineties mm-hmm. style, like you're not asking the world of your drummer, and yeah. I don't, I don't mean that in like a negative way, but like you're really wanting them to be the foundation of a track and let yep. the guitars shine, let the vocals yes. shine. Obviously, stylistically in other genres, drums have a different role, but here you're not asking the world. So mm-hmm. when she does do the more experimental stuff, it kind of gives room with the genre shift to for the drums to be more of a centerpiece and a focus. Yep. So, uh, anything else you want to mention quick before favorite song? Uh, yeah, I think my last thing I'll say is I don't think, if I had to guess, I don't think this is going to make my top ten. That's and that's an not, that's not, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> I know a lot of people are, uh, gonna be pissed about that because if you're listening, you're probably listening for Soccer Mommy. Yeah. But based on this trajectory that where she keeps like getting uh-huh. better, I I think her next album is gonna be on my top ten. That, that's was my guess. Color Theory in top ten? It wasn't for you, was it? I, I don't know if it was. I don't think it was. But I, I can speak for me right now for 2020. It's not in my top ten. Yeah. I will say even though color theory was in my top 10 and i think this album's better this year who knows some of these albums that are coming out in the future who knows if they'll actually be good but there are some big hitters coming out at least for me um the rest of this year that i already know about and so there's just not enough room in my top 10 for everything so something's got to go I will say right now, Soccer Mommy's in my top 10, but no guarantees yeah. uh, in the future. And I don't know, my top 10 and Nate's top 10, I always feel like it's going to be like similar, and then it never is. I like know. Even albums that like we talk about and we both love, by the end of the year, one of us is like, well, yeah, but I haven't listened to that album since March because of this album and this yeah. album and this album, and you're like... Eight months, nine months late. So I was talking to my friend about this the other day. Where so we went to see Nope, and don't say anything. I go tomorrow night. I, I yeah. This I won't ruin anything for you outside of how it ends. But for <laughs> Nope, uh, heading into it, for me, I'm like shit. There's so much weight on this film for me in terms of like having like a top 10 movies mm-hmm. of the year I'm an AMC A-list member gotta shout that out so mm-hmm. I try and see as many movies as I can yeah I, it was a <laughs> gift sorry. it was a gift oh, that um, awesome. and it's actually a, if you're gonna go to the movies it's a really great investment and it like kind nice. of forces you to go and so I've yeah. loved doing it but nice. anyways my point is is that the reason why it had so much weight on it is because it's like, okay, this is one of, what, 20 movies I'll see this year? Max, mm-hmm. like 25? Mm-hmm. Like, 
if you're having a top 10, that's 50% of the movies you watch. You, there's not really much room for failure. You kind of need to like or really, really, really like almost yeah. everything to have a solid top yeah, 10. That's true. With, with albums, we will have probably listened at least mostly to over 100 albums yeah. easily. Yeah. And so it's like our favorite, like our top 10 movies would be the equivalent of like our top 40 albums yeah. or something like that. And so it's yeah. like the overlap is, it's just, there's so much more mm. variable yep. with, um, not variable, but there's so much more of a, uh, what do you call it? Where in statistics, a uh, size, uh, it's a blank size, sample size, duh. Yes. There's so much more of a sample size for yep. music where it's probably not going to align as easily as other yep. things. Yep. I uh, I agree with everything you said. And for the length of the podcast, I will not add anything. <laughs> yeah. But. I was, was going to say, you can cut that out if you want. Uh, no, My no rambling. I love it. I love this dialogue. Um, it's just fun. All right. Um. I kind of want to take a guess at your favorite song. Feels a little easy, maybe. Um, are you going to actually say your favorite song, or are you picking an honorable mention because you almost said your favorite song already? Okay. I, Andrew and I were talking before the podcast about like your last listen. Mm-hmm. On my last listen, my current favorite song changed. So it's not shotgun. That's what I'll say. Okay. I did not see that coming. Um, well, then I don't even want to take a guess. I just want you to say. Hi. For me, and again, it's just my taste. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, and it's feel it all the time. I think it's a song that overall just matches yeah. up with my music taste the most. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just so sweet yep. and beautiful and yep. catchy, and I love it. Yeah, Andrew, is yours unholy aff- aff- affliction or no? so? It's not, even though it's definitely the one I've talked about the most on this uh, podcast. Um, I love this album, and this is actually for me. It's much harder to pick a favorite song than Color Theory. Um, again, I actually view. There's probably four up in this range, but for me, my favorite is probably Darkness Forever. Oh, nice. I love that song. I think it's really cool. Um, it is that perfect amount of weird. There's some weird yeah. in there, but it's just like a little extra creepy than Soccer Mommy goes. Not as weird as Unholy Affliction, nor yeah, as creepy definitely. as it. Um, yeah. It feels like her just taking one weird emo step instead of like a leap um, like Unholy Affliction and I really love that track like every time I'm listening to it I love it the instrumentation's great music's great the long instrumentals are awesome Um, which I don't remember I could be wrong I don't remember long instrumentals in color theory so that also feels cool like even more breathing time and just chill time but um, yeah I love I love that track um. All right. Well, let us know your favorite track on this album. Um, I'm sure 
that there are many varying opinions about favorite track, but I think we can at least all agree that I'm right. And yep. uh, and just for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll find commonality in that. So thank you for listening. Reach out to us. Let us know your favorite um, favorite track, favorite moment on this album. Let us know your thoughts. Is this Soccer Mommy's best album? I don't know if I already said, but I agree with Nate. I feel like I said that through it. So um, we are both in agreement that we think this is our best album let us know if this will be in your top 10 just let us know anything about this album or, or life tell us what you had for dinner <laughs> you can reach out to us on our socials on twitter and instagram you can find us at ldl pod and you can even email us at long distance listening at gmail.com and if you email us enough asking for nate to create a TikTok where he talks exclusively about Nope for the next five years. Um, he mm. will create that uh, yes. that TikTok for you. So yes, I will. Thank you for listening, everybody, and have a great rest of your day. Want to be a soccer daddy? Yeah.